Hello, thanks for coming to We Called It. I'm the host, Philip Call, joined as always with Connor Lucas. How are you, Connor? Doing well, Phil. Doing well. All right, so we are doing things a little bit different this week. Connor uh, had to pass out candy for the trick-or-treaters on Thursday night, so we actually get to talk about what happened in the game instead of what we think is going to happen. Uh, so obviously Green Bay came out, uh, got this shocking win to take control of the NFC. AJ Green had that complete bun- blunder at the end where I swear I think he, was, he thought it was a run play, which doesn't make any sense given you know time down and distance. But I was lucky. I was able to... I, I picked up Green Bay plus six when J.J. Watt was ruled out. So I thought Green Bay's offensive line's getting healthy. They can hold off, and Aaron Rodgers can make it work and keep it close. Didn't think they'd win, but, but whatever gets it to pay off works. What'd you think of Thursday night, Connor? Yeah, I, um, I would have picked... Would have. Would have picked Green Bay. I didn't pick the game at all, but I would have picked Green Bay. Uh, had they had a single wide receiver that was anywhere near relevant. However, I did forget that they have Aaron Jones, who apparently decides that I'll just play anything you need me to. So, oh, and a Randall Cobb sighting, which, again, three receptions, 14 yards, two touchdowns. So uh, not a great line for picking Green Bay, but, hey, six points is a big spread. Try, I can't think my mind flips my mind at the moment, but there was a tight end who did that. I swear every week for fantasy purposes, he would get like yeah. five catches, but for like 10 yards and two touchdowns. And it was just the most annoying thing in the world. I can't think of any, I can't think of anyone in particular, but I'm sure there's been multiple. Um, Owen Kyle Daniels. Rudolph did that. For, oh, there it Kyle is. Kyle Rudolph, Rudolph. Did that for the Minnesota Vikings for like three years in a row. Yeah. They get Irv Smith. Irv Smith got like 40 yards a game as the, you know, actual, deep play or route running tight end. And then Kyle Rudolph, they're like, oh, you have fantastic hands and you're huge. So we'll use it in the red zone. Yep. All right. So let's move on to places where people can actually place their money now instead of going back in time. <laughs> we'll start off with uh, my hometown, Cleveland Browns. Looks like we each got picks in this game. I'm excited. So it is Cleveland at home, minus three and a half against the Steelers. The total's 42. Uh, so I'm siding with Cleveland minus three and a half. You have the over 42. Why are you taking the over? Yeah, so I'm actually not impressed at all by either of these defenses. And both of these were supposed to be fantastic defenses. And so I, 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 I I was actually thinking about being the opposite of you on this one, by the way. I thought about Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Almost like... In my head, I'm like, oh, this is the perfect storm. Exactly how Aaron Rodgers should get the plus six. Mm-hmm. Nothing. There is no logic as to why <laughs> he should win this game. Much less, but and probably should get blown out. But at the same time, I kept thinking to myself, man, that that just sounds like an Aaron Rodgers type of thing, where he comes in cocky as hell, just says, yeah, I'm sweet, I'm awesome, and also watch this. I'm just gonna let. You know, I'm going to use the full game clock the entire time, 35 seconds, and then just decide that I'm going to slow down and throw for 174 yards, and then two touchdowns. Uh, so uh, all of that perfect storm almost feels like that's going to happen for Big Ben here. I just think Najee's coming on. He's got two stud wide receivers. I mean, their defense 
Uh, they're riding a little bit because they, yes, they beat the Seahawks two weeks ago in Sunday night or Monday night football. They didn't look great, but they held the Seahawks to, I think it was like 21 or 24 points. Okay. Like, Seahawks have some studs, DK, and they've got Lockett and, uh, you know, Alex Collins of all things. Uh, I just feel like the over is going to hit here. Baker's back, Chubb's back. Um, OBJ is deciding that, I mean, he's irrelevant at this point. He's just a contract. But, hey, I just think that the stars are going to align for this one, and I think it's going to be an over. Um, probably won't go as far to pick uh, a Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Was it plus three and a half? Yep. Probably not going to pick that, but I also don't trust the Brownies. So I'm just going to take the uh, no side on this one and just take the points. All right. So the reason I got the Browns is because Alex Collins ran all over the Steelers uh, last week on Monday Night Football. And the Browns are getting Jack Conklin back and Nick Chubb. So you got the big physical runner. And Dernis Johnson looked really good uh, filling in for Chubb last week, too. So you got the big physical mm-hmm. runners, similar to Collins' style. And they'll be able to stop the only part of the Steelers that I think is legit, and that's the defensive front, because they're, they're monsters up there, but you're going against the Browns O-line, which is maybe the best in the league and playing fantastic when healthy. Uh, but just watching Dearness Johnson tear apart the Broncos, who we'll talk about later, but I have been unimpressed with. But I, th- I thought higher of them, but they completely bullied up front. Ernest Johnson made moves, made people miss, and I think uh, the, I just don't think the Steelers have what it takes on defense to stop the Browns' running game. I actually think Baker might be a bit of a detriment coming back this early. I think he's coming back out of uh, kind of for his ego flash to make sure people don't see Casey Keenum because I think Baker would be ready to play next week for sure, but next week they play the Bengals and everyone. A lot of sports people are talking about it where it's, oh, Case Keenum goes 2-0, Baker comes back, immediately loses to the Bengals. There's going to be talk show hosts talking about it all the time, and Baker's under con- uh, wants a big contract, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's part of, the, part of his motivation for coming back uh, instead of you know resting and getting healthy. Uh, the one thing I am worried about is if Pittsburgh starts putting up points, I don't think the Browns are going to be able to keep up. OBJ, as you said, he looked so bad on... Thursday night football against the Broncos. He had three or four good moves to break open and then just dropped the ball. Or I think there was one underthrown pass, but it, he just looked so bad. Uh, good news is though Landry's back. And I, I think the Steelers are getting a lot of love for not good wins. They've beaten, they beat the bills week one. I'm just saying that's a sham. That's like uh, the Saints. <laughs> that's the saints beating the Packers. But then, and then in the last two weeks, they beat the Broncos and the Seahawks, both of which Seahawks were starting Geno Smith. Broncos just are terrible compared to what we had hopes of after their three and zero start. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like this is a perfect storm to hit the over. You just don't follow the offensive guys coming back, mm-hmm. and sure, Big Ben clearly is a shell of himself, but. Literally, throw the ball 10 yards down the field, give it to DJ, do it every once in a while, give it to Najee, and then go up top to chase Claypool. Like, you can do that. 
you got players around you. They have offensive firepower. That's why I'm picking the over. So I could see that just purely based off of the Browns defense sucking. By the way, that's fair. You just talked about you just talked about the offensive guys coming back. The defense has been fine this whole time, mostly healthy, and they have given up a crap ton of points. And it's not even close. Yeah, I think like top defense was supposed to happen, not happening. They uh, stopping the Broncos has been like the only one of the only teams they've stopped in forever. A terrible offense. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Yeah, they are awful. Um, yeah, the two weeks before that, they gave up forty-seven and thirty-seven. So you're right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, they they could. I don't know. I just think the I just think the Steelers aren't good. And I think Big Ben is the problem, slash they have a bad offensive line. I would love to see them with, like, Deshaun Watson next year, who knows how to manage a bad offensive line and then has weapons on the outside. But, of course, Deshaun Watson's going to end up in Miami probably and just make me angry. I think it, it'll just be a waste. But that's a separate we time. Can get to that later. We I would say that later because say, that is a weird situation. Completely agree. Let's move on now to a game we agree on. Tennessee versus Indianapolis. So, Indy's at home. <laughs> Tennessee, uh, it's Indy minus one over or the totals 51. We both have Tennessee plus one. I'm just going to say everywhere I'm seeing like sharps and experts are saying hammer Indy, hammer Indy, hammer Indy. And the line has moved a lot. I think right now it might be floating at Indy minus two and a half. So I have no idea what is forcing these moves. What is driving that? <laughs> Like typically that that's like a quarterback being swapped out or Devonte Adams being ruled out. Yeah, it's right now the line is sitting at Indy minus three. So that is bonkers to me. It's yeah. it's got to be because of their defense and but their defense went up against a crappy offense in the rain in San Francisco. Like yep. this is what 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 happened that was uh, that was easy money for us like two weeks. Oh, ago. Julio Jones was ruled ruled out. So, yeah. And, oh, that's it. That's that's <laughs> the big thing. Yeah, he's been real good. He's played three games, two and a half. Yeah, no, that that's just ridiculous. That, no, that's not a, that's not a happy point oh, swing. Go yeah, ahead. there was there was Urban there was the Urban Meyer thing happened, and we were just like immediately picking the Jags, and it was like uh, Tennessee. It was like Tennessee plus three or something like that, and we immediately took Tennessee. It was like thirty-one to nine. Like yep. this is an overreaction here, and I think this is an overreaction to the win versus San Francisco, who is not very good. That's just reality. They do not have a very good offense. They have a a go between a bridge quarterback. They have a guy who is a sixth round pick playing over a seventh, or a, you know, a, a third round pick in Elijah Mitchell over Trey Sermon. And that's partially because Kyle Shanahan is kind of like a Sean. He's got a little bit of Sean Payton who basically yeah, says, huge. I'm smarter than everyone else. I'm going to make my own decisions who is sitting Brandon Ayuk, who is a stud. Like, what are you doing to prove a point? You're also two and four. So you're stupid. Like don't, there's no point nobody cares about that in the NFL. Anyways, but Tennessee plus two and a half or plus one or whatever it is, yeah, I'm taking them to win outright. So uh, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> give me more points, whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. No. by all means. <laughs> like I just don't understand. So uh, the previous matchup for Colts versus the uh, Titans, it was twenty-five to sixteen. I don't think Julio and a- I think Julio and Ag Brown were both battling injuries throughout the games, uh, throughout yeah. the game, and. 
I don't know. It just didn't feel as close as it was. Carson Wentz is getting a lot of love right now for doing the old, for doing the Aaron Rodgers, 25 touchdowns, two INTs, you know, great TID to INT ratio. But, like, I don't, I haven't been impressed with much of what he's doing. He threw three Go back passes. and watch San Francisco. You're exactly, you're going exactly where I am, mm-hmm. where if it wasn't pouring rain, he threw three that hit the Indianapolis Colts in the hands and the face mask. Like, they had to address it with Frank Reich and said, hey, Frank, um, also, uh, did you know that um, your – are you still entrusting Carson? He's like, absolutely. Whatever you have to have your head coach decide to uh, address something like that at halftime means your quarterback's sucking. Yeah. And I'll give it to him. Michael Pittman made great plays. Uh, he, had two, he had two great catches. One was the 57-yard bomb where Carson once underthrew it. He came back. And uh, fought through D- a DPI to catch the ball. Yeah, and then yeah. that 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 game-ending touchdown where Carson Wentz just chucked a fifty-fifty ball. But aside from that, I just think Tennessee is not getting enough love for actually being good. If they, I think it would be totally different if they beat the Jets and all they needed to do so was have one of AJ Brown or Julio Jones healthy, they win that game. It's not a problem. Instead, they they lose in overtime because they miss the first field goal. But they've beaten the they beat the Bills and the Chiefs the last two weeks two, and they shut down Chiefs. So I just don't get it. I think they don't get enough love. And Derrick Henry has just been a complete monster this year. He, I don't understand how everyone's like, oh, you hit the you know the uh, four hundred five hundred carries over and over again you know you're gonna wear down he's sitting here already 200 carries in 869 yards 10 touchdowns like he he's is gonna end up he's monster. gonna be the first guy since the 1980s i think to win the rushing title three times in a row i think it was Emmett smith yeah Maybe, it, uh, that'd be 90s wouldn't it but anyways <laughs> and uh you know anyways yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a whole different conversation too but yeah he he's and the only thing he doesn't do is catch passes out of the backfield, but he apparently throws touchdowns. So. <laughs> there was something uh, that came up, and it was like uh, QBR for the day, and it was like Derrick <laughs> Der- Henry smashing Patrick Mahomes. They're clearly playing the wrong positions. <laughs> and I-, I think it was after Mahomes had like a 20-yard run too, so his like rushing stats were better. So like, let's swap him out. Got him in the wrong spots, guys. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't get all the indie love. Every time I watch them, they're boring. They're not, nothing really impresses me. Like Jonathan Taylor has been busting out like 175 yard play a game, but I don't think that goes on forever. I think at some point he just doesn't have that play and Indy's offense looks worse. Uh, And if T.Y. Hilton Hilton misses, then I think it's even more so free money going with Tennessee. PFF graded Indy's offense number one rated offensive line in mm-hmm. uh before the season before the season and now they were hurt and quentin nelson is back now there's going to be a little bit of that jonathan Taylor coming on their offensive line getting healthy similar to the browns but you still got carson wentz and you're still playing the tennessee titans who just crapped on the kansas city chiefs and crapped on uh who was that before the bills they beat the bills they beat the bills they didn't crap they beat the bills like they beat the Bills while um, Josh Allen had a chance to score a touch at the end against like 
four backup corners because everyone got hurt for them. So I exactly. Don't I, I think they I think they're Tennessee. They don't they just don't get the respect they deserve because they're they're the running team. Not that it's not sexy, yeah. although Derrick Henry looks awesome. But I don't know. Remember, this is we always talk about the uh, Belichick coaching tree. This is one of the good ones. Yep, Able is the coach. <laughs> Un- under too. underrated. Uh, what's it called? Uh, football IQ. I think everyone says he's a yeah. player's coach. He's you know great with the guys, but I think he just know he he can scheme and prepare for teams better. Plus, this is a big game for them. If they win, they have the tiebreaker and they're two games up on Indy for the division. It pretty much locks them in uh, for a home yeah. field playoff game. So I yeah. expect them yeah. not not to get complacent. All yeah. right. All right, let's go over to another one. We each got bets on. We have Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. Oh, sorry. No, you have two bets on this. I don't have any. I'm I sorry. Two. Yes, we got Tampa Bay minus five and a half, and then the totals at fifty. Looks like you have Tampa Bay minus five and a half, and the over again. You just love smashing your overs, man. This is this is the first time. Probably the, go back and look. This is the first time I've taken. I think you're, just you're, as you're many being aggressive points. on the totals. Yeah, but. <laughs> this is the first time I've taken totals more than I've taken uh, like straight out bets uh, mm-hmm. plus minus. But uh, I just watching. I've had glimpses and watched parts of games and had games of teams. And this is, I mean, it is really hard to bet against him. And he's crushing. I think there was two lines the last two weeks that were like stupid high I, I i'd have to get, yeah. go look back and he got them both yeah he crushed and... he crushed the dolphins and the bears in humiliating fashion like i can't remember it's double digit spreads but he beat them by more than it a was, touchdown or it something. was yeah it was double digit spreads he just seemed to just i mean control the game and here's the other part too you've got todd bowles on the other side you know how i feel about todd bowles and uh, obviously, you know, knowing his, uh, you know, his former analytics guy for the Bucks, I'm very high on Todd Bowles. Um, but the way that the New Orleans Saints beat you, they get pressure with the front four. Hence, see last weekend and decide that, you know, Geno Ag- or Geno Smith, who is god awful in his own right, um, you know, gets sacked five times. Well, that's all from front four pressure not being able to read a defense or reading a one or two man blitz, not shifting a line or uh, telling a line which way to block his own scheme. Gino doesn't know how to do any of that. Tom knows how to do that. Tom will go up and you'll hear this too. Sometimes when you hear, uh, you know, a, a quarterback come up to the line and they dual call plays. And so they'll just call something in uh, the huddle to say, I'm calling two. If I say, uh, you know, check, check or something like that, and then you'll hear them say something and then he'll call a different cadence and then they'll show their blitz and then he'll say reload, reload, reload. He was literally calling two plays in the offensive offensive huddle. There's a line, there's a a word that comes out and he says, okay, so that's telling us which play to run. So whenever you hear somebody saying reload, it's reloading the first play. So all that does is lets the defense show out and all he's going to do is just Dash him. I, I'm not. I'm impressed with Lattimore's done well for New Orleans, but I'm not impressed by the rest of their DBs. I think that I think he's just going to thrash them. And no, I'm not worried that AB's out. He's who cares? I think he gets Gronk back this week too. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that they'll. I, I just thought 50 was a a low number for them. I think they're putting up 24, 28. I think they're putting up 28 plus. And I think that. New Orleans is formidable enough that they'll put up some points. 
Alvin Kamara is always a wild card. But I'm just hoping Jameis doesn't turn into Sheamus. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Hey, if he does, you could get a couple pick sixes and maybe Tampa Bay breaks the uh, over by themselves. Truthfully, part of me, part of me thinks there would be a defense. There'll be a defensive touchdown in this game. I, I think Jameis is going to do something really stupid. Yeah. I, I absolutely think so. So I think I, I was hesitant around this game because I had the same thought as you. I saw five and a half, and I thought Tampa Bay is after what I saw Monday night. Tampa Bay is five and a half points better than. Um, but it is in uh, the Superdome, so I think. They, uh, they they play typically a little bit better there. And, you know, I, may, maybe Jameis just it hits the on <laughs> button, hits the turbo, whatever. But I also think Sean Payton coaches to his opponents. Um, however, we did see last year, what was it, the regular season, they got two shots at him, humiliated Tampa Bay, humiliated Tampa Bay. And then when it mattered, Tampa Bay came in and stomped him. And I think Tom Tom Brady's petty. I think he holds on to the... Well, they smacked you last year. They smacked you last year. Even if no one's saying it in his head, and I think he's that's gonna, exactly why <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna come out and he's just gonna say, you know what? Say no, AB. That's fine. I'm gonna feed Chris Godwin. Uh, the one thing I am interested in though for this game is Mike Evans against Marshawn Lattimore. Um, have you ever seen the movie White Guys Can't Jump? <laughs> Parts of it. I've never seen all of it. No. All right. So there's one scene in it where Wesley Snipes is yelling at Woody, Woody Harrelson for the two on two basketball tournament yeah. they're on the same team and he's yelling he's yelling at his teammate and he goes dude why are you yelling at me he's like because you play better when you're pissed off so i'm doing my best to get you pissed off he's like well why are you yell at the other guys like because they suck when they're pissed off so i piss them <laughs> off so they blow and i piss you off so you get going and i think marshawn Lattimore is a you piss him off he's gonna get going guy aaron Rodgers, same way that's part of the reason i liked him thursday night everyone didn't count on them so aaron Rodgers, like screw you guys i'll win uh, but I think Marshawn Landmore's, I, I get pissed off. Mike Evans is a guy that pisses him off. And so I think he'll be more limited, but they still have good receiving options outside of it. Like you said, they got Gronk, they have Chris Godwin. Yeah. And then I think Tyler Johnson's underrated. I, as a number three, I think he is a completely fine player who they can make use of. Gio Bernard out of the backfield doesn't appear off. You haven't even mentioned, you haven't even mentioned Lombardi Lenny. Jeez, Louise! He's all of a sudden like in the—he's a ten running back again. I—I uh, I still, I—I I think he'll be. I—I I don't mention him just because I think he'll be limited in this game because the Saints can stop the run. It's the one thing they got. They got a good defensive front for that. But like you said, their DBs can get got. Any DB can get got because well, the rules favor the receivers. So I—I—I I, I, like I said, I linked with you to start, but I found other bets I like more, so I went other places. But I can absolutely see why you took these ones. So uh, DK Metcalf, after the 84-yard bomb where he mossed Lattimore, was shut out the rest of the game. He had was Lattimore locked him down. Now, yeah, that, Gino sucks, but Lattimore locked him down after that. That's that pissed off theory because if you saw on the next drive, they got into a couple shoving matches, and I think Marshawn hey, had like two 15-yarders. Yep, yep, and Marshawn's like, I'm done. Mess with me again. You're out of the game. So I think some they just got to find a way to piss him off before every game. I don't know what it is. Yeah. To tell him some bad your mama jokes or something. Just get him fueled up. Yeah. Uh, have yeah. James have James eat a W in from again. That pisses off everyone. Oh, <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> it's the worst uh, thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, you know what they got to do? They got to clip together James eating a W and then Terrell Owens standing there crying saying, that's my quarterback. <laughs> that's my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. And All right. Awful. 
Let's move on to uh, I got San Fran versus the Bears. So it's uh, Chicago at home minus four, and the totals at thirty nine and a half. Tempting to take the total in this one, but you never know what's going to happen. But I have San Fran minus three and a half, and the reason is I I saw the Bears play football last week, and it was terrible. And then San Fran, I don't think they're good, like you said, but I think they are well-coached enough to be better than whatever Matt Nagy is doing. Oh, by the way, Matt Nagy is also going to be coaching from his house. Oh, no, an undisclosed location. Uh, yeah, that's what he told. He, he wouldn't tell anyone where he is as he uh, was coaching this week because of COVID. So he's just <laughs> away from the team in an undisclosed location and not telling anyone anything. But uh, one thing about San Fran is under Kyle Shanahan, they're a better road team than they are a home team. Don't know why, don't know how, don't get it at all. But I think Chicago has been... Chicago had a really good team three years ago, and they had Mitchell Trubisky leading them. If they had Justin Fields then, I think they are a, uh, like a sneaky playoff team that you lose to in the first round and then get bounced because they have a rookie quarterback. But given this roster and the fact that San Fran can... Like, they have Nick Bosa. We saw what Miles Garrett did to the Bears offensive line. Yeah. And I think Nick, Nick Bosa's at... He's not as good as Garrett. He'll prob- he's probably like... If you had to rank one one A, he'd be one A to that in that kind of grouping. Uh, but I don't know. I just lo- I like the 49ers to bounce back. I think they are better than what they showed last week. I don't think they are good. And I think Chicago, they're sitting at three and four. They were three and two at one point. Like they're right. I, I think they're getting a little extra love that they shouldn't be getting. You was so but Chicago's getting what, three and a half? Yes. Four. Four. Yeah. So man, I, I just this is like another game that we're going to talk about that we don't want to talk about. Carolina <laughs> playing Atlanta. You know exactly where I'm going. Just teams that you don't want to bet on, like don't even want to watch, don't want to bet, don't want to even – like I'm, I love Justin Fields as an athlete, and he needs time to develop, and I hate Maggie. Just hate him. He's a terrible coach. He tries – he is like this guy who thinks that – what he's doing is so he can sneak around and just be smarter than everyone. And I've got the golden ticket mm-hmm. and, but I'm not telling you Shanahan and Sean Payton are like, I got the golden ticket and I'm going to give you the finger. I don't care. I'm just going to do whatever. Maggie's like all this like sneakiness, like after they got absolutely just demolished last week, was asked about, you know, how he felt about the team or something like that. And after the game said something along the lines of, yeah, we had. I feel really close with this team. We really, we, we really enjoy being around each other. We had a fantastic team dinner. Like we, we became really. I am excited with how close we are as a team. You just got crapped on. You just lost by like five touchdowns. Don't talk about how it was an ugly five touchdowns too. Like, I th- th- in no way is five touchdowns even remotely close. But but for example, the Tampa Bay New Orleans game last year when. Uh, the Saints won like thirty-five to three. There was yeah. like there was some bad bounces that went against Tampa Bay. Like there was, yeah. I, I can't remember, but it was, it was like a tip pass interception. Or you see things like that where you're like, oh man, it was uh, fourteen to three. We're marching to a touchdown, and then then we blew it, it and it snowballs yeah. from there. This wasn't that. This was no matter yeah. what you did, they had an answer. They humiliated you, and like you can't, you couldn't stop them. No matter what you this want. This goes to back to Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles knew that they had a crap offensive line. Todd Bowles said, 
okay, you guys suck on O-line. I'm just going to send the house. Your quarterback can't read the defense. Your offensive line sucks. You can't run the football. Why would I not just play man across the board and just full-blown send the house every time? There was a there was one um actually. I was I was thinking about Justin Fields not being able to read a defense and they said it. Um it was a they, it, it, what was it? It was a backside corner blitz. They sent the front four and then the backside corner came. And nowhere did Justin Fields see it coming at all. It was bad. Like it was a straight I sprint it was a tackling drill. He sprinted right at Fields, drilled him right into the ground. I can't remember. I think it was I want to say Antoine Winfield, but that doesn't sound right. But I just remember so this watching is what, that. And this is what we're talking about, like with the difference between a Tom Brady mm-hmm. and uh, a Justin Fields. Sure, 20 years. I get that. But this is what I'm talking about with dual calling things. He doesn't know the offensive playbook, nor has been taught how to read a defense past one or two looks and run. Tom Brady has done, can dual call anything, see that, shift the line one way or the other, pick up that corner blitz or see the corner blitz and dump it where the corner just left. Okay. Fields can't do that. Yeah. And so that's why if, if I, I would probably, you know, I, I, I don't trust Chicago at all, but they are three and four and their defense is good. So this is why the only reason why I didn't pick this game. Only reason this is 39. They like, Oh my goodness. It's such a low score. Like that, that total is just a nightmare, but Rightfully so. Yep. This, like you said, this is one you don't want to watch. Um, I'm taking it. I don't know why. It, it just seems so right to me. Rebound game for the for Kyle Shanahan and uh, San Fran's better than two and six. I think is where they would end up if they lose. So that's why I'm liking them. But also adding on to your Tom Brady thing. Opening week, I remember watching uh, Thursday Night Football with him, and the the final <clears throat> drive. He's in the huddle. And you can hear him. By- Byron Leftwich calling the plays. Tom Brady, no. No, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, all right, we'll do that one. And, we, and he goes, and they march down and score uh, that, that final field goal to win the game. So it's just crazy. The fact that, you know, you get 20 years experience. Imagine going to work and trying to, like, compete. Like, I, c- I couldn't compete with an actuary with 20 years experience. They just know so much more. He's about the same age as Byron Leftwich, too. <laughs> Keep the crap out of Byron Leftwich for years when he played for the Jags. All right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so let's go on. Uh, we'll do. We have three games with picks left, so we'll do my article games, then we'll end with uh, your Dallas Minnesota game. Can't wait to talk about that one. Uh, but so we'll start off with Washington football team versus Denver. I got to write on this one. It's Denver at home minus three, and the totals forty four and a half. I, I was looking at this, and I wanted to take Denver so bad. I mentioned it before. I. I probably sounded like I was leaning Denver and had some love for them because I do. I, I like their team. I like their roster. Don't like their quarterback. If they could get a functioning one, I'd be happy. But I looked into this and everything said Denver is just going down the crapper besides their wide receivers. They are getting beat up on their d- defensive front. I think Von Miller wasn't practicing this week. I don't know if he'll be able to yeah. play. I, I haven't checked the, the injury report since I placed the bet. But I'm like, okay, the only threat or Denver is going to be limited or out. Washington football team can run. They have uh, one of the best run blocking grades per PFF. And we just saw what the Browns did to Denver's run defense. And then uh, defensively, the one good part of Washington's defense is their front four. And Denver's offensive line is terrible. It all just seems like it's adding up that 
Denver's receivers are going to have a couple big plays because Washington has a terrible cover coverage unit. And you get Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. They're going to shred. And whoever's that matched up, I don't care how it's all broken down, but they're all much better than anyone that's going to read them. However, if you don't have time to throw and you're Teddy Bridgewater and you're going to hesitate and try to play conservative, I think that Washington just comes out, takes care of business, finally gets back on uh, track with the win um, after the three big losses in ugly, ugly fashion. So, Yeah, I couldn't pick this one because of pretty much everything that you just said. You just <laughs> All you had to do is say, Denver look like they suck. Washington looks like they suck. Hmm. Who should I pick? They do look bad. I, I mean, they, they, they were, uh, they got stomped. And Teddy Bridgewater played through a bunch of injuries last week. Okay, he's got eight days to rest. Got it. Okay. But <clears throat> they've got, again, these are all things that, you know, comes down to scheme. Look at the guys that are just sucking right now as, as head coaches. Like Vic Fangio is a defensive coach who couldn't place the right offensive coordinator. Okay, so we're guessing now. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, more recently Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles with the Jets, defensive coach, couldn't place an offensive coordinator, went back to defense. <laughs> Teams that are doing really well. Zach Taylor, offensive coach. All of a sudden it clicks. Uh, who's the other young McVay? L.A. Rams, young coach, offensive mind. That's where the league is going. Um, you notice I didn't say Matt Nagy because he's an offensive coach, but just all right. What I just want to say this in <laughs> Matt Nagy's defense: his first two years with Chicago, I thought he came up with fantastic game plans and used his players very well. Since then, he has been absolutely terrible. Wheels he- fell off. I don't know. <laughs> He decided he wanted to stop working and take his paycheck. He's like, all right, I'm a millionaire now. I don't care. Once I get fired, I'm retiring. Yeah. So I'm just coasting here. I'm not going to do anything fancy. Because I thought when, he, when, when Justin Fields went there, I was excited because I thought he could do some cool. But aside from that, yeah. back to the uh, football team versus the Broncos. Yeah, I just I can't pick either one. Like, there are certain times like it's, it's kind of weird because this week I felt pretty strongly about most of my picks. Uh, uh, now. I, Teddy is an accurate quarterback, but and he's got they they just don't scheme the correct way. Okay, Javante Williams is clearly a better back than Melvin Gordon, but you play Melvin Gordon because you paid him. Okay, this is not middle school anymore. You play your best players. Stop trying to give Melvin Gordon the ball ten times, fifteen times. Give. Eight of those touches to Javante Williams. Allow yourself to be more dynamic. A lot. Teddy Bridgewater is smart. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's uh, allow him to do a little bit of fast paced running of the offense. Allow him to get up. He's got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick. Those dudes are big. I think it's six three across the board. Okay, so like you got some weapons there. They're big. Sutton Sutton's fast, and Tim Patrick and Judy are. Route runners, man. Like I, I remember watching uh, Jerry Judy is one of my favorite players. I remember watching like highlights of him running routes and just shredding it, like completely humiliating people, and then watching Drew Locke overthrow him by ten yards. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I just don't have a dog in this fight at all. Yep. I don't know what's gonna happen. Don't know. I couldn't take feel convicted about <laughs> any of it. 
like I said, I wrote an article on it, and I don't pick my games. They're, they're assigned to me. I always have. I always feel the need to pick a side. And this was just one, though. As I looked into it, like, I wanted Denver in my heart, and then I just kept going and going, and I had to stick with Washington. They just looked way, like, the much better option on paper. Are you good? Back again. Nice. All right, so we'll move on to your next pick. We have Dallas versus Minnesota. Dallas minus three, and you have the... Go ahead. This is contingent upon Dak playing. All right. So I, I, I so, thought everything was trending up. I will give you a break on that. I'll give you a break on that. If you're under... The under is now marked at 52, which means I think Vegas is leaning. He's not going to play. Do you still take the under? 55 is what it started as, right? It, it was at 55, and I think more negative news came out. Absolutely. I'm taking the under. I don't did I, I didn't take the did I take the You didn't take a the, team. I took the under. I didn't I did take the under. Yes. That's what it is. I was actually going if Dak plays, I was gonna take the I was gonna actually take Dallas outright. Mm-hmm. Uh I think at one point it was one and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, Minus so, one and a half. So so here's the movement. Um Dallas was favored by either a point and a half or two and a half. The news came out that Dak was not practicing or was not looking good, and it shifted to Minnesota plus a point and a half. And, and yeah, to Minnesota. So it shifted to Dallas, sorry, minus a point and a half. So it went from plus two point, or sorry, it went from Dallas minus 2.5 to Dallas plus 1.5, and it's currently sitting at Dallas plus three. Why is it shifting? If Dak is out, why is it shifting? Oh, okay, okay. He's I not out. He's not out Dallas yet. He okay. is. He is completely. Que- he is marked as questionable. But also, if Dak Prescott doesn't play, I think Minnesota minus. If the, if it only stays at three, I think Minnesota minus three is complete money. So he, here's why I say the under. Mm-hmm. You have as as much as, as much talent and as as great Dak has played with throwing 400 yards blah blah blah, blah, blah whatever whatever if you don't have Dak Prescott and it sounds like he's not going to be there you are going to get 20 30 rushes out of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott and they are going to do exactly what the Green Bay Packers did They'll run more play action than the Green Bay Packers did. But they're going to pound them. And I think that they're going to slow the game down because why? I don't even know who their back is. It's like it's a no-name guy. Cooper Rush. Okay, Cooper Rush. <laughs> Sounds like Stuper Bush. I don't know. Nobody, just make up a name and you can tell me and that's who it's going to be. Philip Call stepping in for the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Philip Call for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, don't sit here and tell me that that dude is going to be able to just line it up and launch it with Amari Cooper, Michael Michael Gallup, who's supposed to be back, and CeeDee Lamb. They are going to run it down their throats. Also, on the other side, a play action offense that is based on the run with Alvin Cook. So, I I am hesitant to believe that anybody's going to let it light up the scoreboard on this. Could I be wrong? Because Kirk Cousins has random games where he throws for 400 yards. Absolutely. But Dallas has a defense this year and they have a good defense this year. And so I just don't see them. 
Minnesota's defense is formidable. They're not like middle of the road, but you just don't see this game getting out of hand. I think Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, and you know the 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 guys that are going to pound the tackles, and they're just going to eat up clock, and then they're going to give it to Dalvin Cook, and he's going to eat up. And Kirk Cousins is going to do a play action pass, and he's going to get a bomb, and then all of a sudden that's going to be the score. That's it. That's just my prediction. This game reminds me a lot of the Browns versus the Vikings. Those are two. Yeah. Those are two teams that want to run, um, and their defenses I think are a little overrated in the sense that they do give up a lot. However, when they went up against a team that also wanted to run, it turned into three and out, three and out, yeah. three and out. And it's because when the game's close, these teams, these got, both teams are comfortable not pushing the envelope, not trying new things. They're just like, we know our scheme. We're sticking to, to what we do. And I, I feel like Dallas is in that group where if the other team isn't scoring, they won't feel the need to score. And then uh, the one thing I am worried about is... Especially with Cooper Rush. Especially with Cooper yes, Rush. Yes, yes. Now, the one thing I'm worried about, though, is Trayvon Diggs versus Justin Jefferson. A couple weeks ago, I can't remember who it was, but we were talking about... Oh, it was Dallas versus the Giants. And I told you, Coach Clapp isn't going to do a double move and humiliate Trayvon Diggs. And he didn't. <laughs> the next week, though, you were completely right. Patriots ran that double move, came back, tied the game because of it, and then ended up blowing it in overtime. I think Justin Jefferson is going to have two or three big plays in this game where Trayvon Diggs thinks he's all that, and he has six interceptions or whatever on the year, and Justin Jefferson's going to burn him. And I think that based on the play action, Kirk Cousins, he doesn't have a cannon arm, but he can play, he, he can do those plays well enough, and he can play within what's designed. So I just think... Justin Jefferson's going to be a sneaky, sneaky kind of guy where Trayvon Diggs will, will be all over him, but it, and then they'll each have a couple big plays. Like, he'll probably end up with an interception, but he'll give up two touchdowns or something silly. Uh, I don't know. Just for that reason, I could see it getting out of hand and snowballing. But like you said, the, the second Dax ruled out, all bets are off for whatever Dallas does. <laughs> because, one, Amari Cooper has looked not great since week one. You, nope. So all you have to do is really focus CeeDee Lamb and... When you have a backup quarterback, of course he's going to stare down whoever he's going to, and it's not going to look good. So you just focus C.D. Lamb, focus on the run game, and you're just going to eliminate that Dallas offense. Yeah, and I think if Minnesota, either one, either one, whoever gets up first, they're going to run the ball. That's what I'm going with. Doesn't yep. matter if you have Justin Jefferson burn on double move. If it's seven to zero, Dalvin Cook's going to get thirty touches. That's so true. So. And that Alexander Madison, I'm so happy that he looked ridiculously good because now it, I have Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team, which means he'll get his 25 touches a game, but they're not going to push him beyond that. They'll work someone else in so he doesn't get injured all the time. Well, they'll have sm- smash and dash, which is what, which is what they're doing with uh, Aaron Jones and Jay Dillon now. Yep. All right, so let's go on to my second article of the week. Uh, I got the pleasure to write on the Rams versus Dr. Davis Mills. <laughs> Man, those ginormous spreads. That is just so hard. And because the Rams butchered a spread last week and couldn't cover. So, man. So it's 15 and a half this week. And the total is 47 and a half. All right. I've, I, fin- I finished my article like 10 minutes before we came on here. So I, I got a lot on this game. But I'm not going to share it because it's not that interesting a game. Read the article if you want the full details. <laughs> the Texans, in, the, in their five starts with Davis Mills, 
Uh, the only good game was the Patriots, if you exclude that. They've scored like three, zero, seven, and nine points. <laughs> I'm over here, and they can't stop the run. Uh, like, they have their, de- their defense, they're like their pass defense is actually pretty goodly, like pretty well rated. And I'm just like, it's not well rated. The Browns used to do this. People don't pass the ball because they run for 200 yards. <laughs> they're up by a touchdown already. They don't care. They're just going to run yeah. the ball out. Like, the Cardinals looked so bad last week. They won the game 31-5. to They did look bad. They looked very bad. Yeah. I think the Rams, this isn't, this isn't going to be any sneaky stuff that Detroit's doing. They're not going to onside kick to start the game and, uh, what is it, fake punt fake and punts. all that. Yeah. I think, and I, and I also think the Rams saw Arizona lose Thursday night, which means... They are back in control of their own destiny for the one seed in the NFC. They play both the Packers and the Cardinals like later on in the year. So I think they're looking at it like, all right, we got a little extra motivation. One, we looked bad last week, but of course they still won by nine. And now Cardinals uh, fell off. I think, I think they come in and they just beat the brakes off of Houston. Uh, with Jared Goff, I wouldn't say the same thing. Uh, but now watching Stafford and his uh, magical connection with Cooper Cup. And then lastly, the Texans' run defense is terrible, like I was mentioning earlier. Teams just run the clock out and continue to score on them because of it. So I think even if the Rams are winning, that this will be a game that as they're running, they'll be running for five yards of play. And then they'll end up getting touchdowns because of it instead of settling for field goals or having to punt. And then obviously, first stat was... Houston can't score, so I'm not scared of a backdoor cover on this one. They're playing one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. If they try to throw it, it's going to be bad for them. And Aaron Donald's going to eat Davis Mills alive at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I almost want like I'm, and I'll probably say that, but I, I would almost take the minus LA minus 15 and a half. I just, man, it, I don't know if I've ever seen just such a bad team maybe the jets the jets are right there probably just as bad but i mean offensively just nothing and i mean nothing going the jets are probably better than houston texas on offense seriously i think they are actually um so actually that brings us to our next topic i didn't i I read the lines uh the lines wrong in my spreadsheet you have Cincy versus the jets and you have the over at 42 and a half that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you, I did have. I think I had it. There's there, there's been a couple of things. Maybe I just didn't save it. Save our final. There, yeah, it's Google Sheets. You don't hit save. That, it automatically saves. <laughs> yeah, I kept going back and forth. I was convicted on this one because it's a huge number. Man, I I'm in. I'm in. I, I I am, and I'm shocked that I'm saying that. But uh, you. And I, I actually was against. I was the Pinay Sewell guy. I was not the Jamar Chase guy. Um, I, I didn't really have a huge dog in the fight. But if I was going to pick one, I think you, you. I would, si- I would pick. side with you too. For the record, I would take a fifteen-year pro. Okay. That being said, Jamar Chase is going to break a ton of records, and he's going to do a ton of historical things. Now, you have to have a change-up, and they have that. And so 
you do have like it, it's different like with um you know let's say uh i don't know uh justin jefferson last year is a good example just blowing up like crazy just coming out of nowhere what you have was jamar chase but they have a, they always have a change up you have to have a number 2 and the Bengals have a 2 a 3 and they've got a stud at running back so I like the points here. Um, I liked. Uh, I, I, I think that they'll with forty two and a half. I think that they could win this thirty five to fourteen. I, I, I'm serious, and I think that again, Mike White is the quarterback for the New York Jets right now. I, I think this could be a blowout, and it should be a blowout. And I think that Cincy plus ten and a half, and the Bengals. Uh, total over forty-two. I mean, I'm I'm in now. Now, by the way, for everyone whoever's listening, my dad used to work for the Bengals. I get that, but <laughs> um, Paul Brown is speed, you know. Like I, 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 I'm also a believer in their defense too. Like I, I think that they are a legitimate contender because of how they've won. So I was against you all year. Until I saw Jamar Chase completely wreck Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. A- after seeing that, I'm just like, okay, you have a top five wide receiver in the NFL, and he's seven games into his career. I think yeah. that's a complete game changer. His connection with Joe Burrow is absurd. The fact that like he he's not like an elite burner. He's big and he's strong, but he just plays receiver so well and has good great connection with Joe Burrow. That like Joe Burrow can throw a perfect pass and he knows exactly when to like break away and make the catch and everything. He's looked so great. Um, just annoying. Him and Cooper Cup just making me angry all year because I was low on him in fantasy drafts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I think everyone's kicking themselves for that. I think I missed him in like I don't know, two, three, four, five, six rounds probably, but um. Yeah, I, I, I just think that they, they have a serious shot here, and I think that the Jets are just absolutely atrocious. I hate the spread because it's so large, but I think it's valid. And, um, yeah, I, I think that the Bengals' defense is actually going to tee off here. All right, let's head over now to the game you uh, mentioned a little bit ago that we don't want to talk about. Carolina versus Atlanta. This is the first time in like five weeks no one in our team has taken Carolina. And <laughs> I think I sent you a text at the beginning of the week and I said, ooh, it's Carolina plus two and a half. If it gets to three, it's hard for me not to take. And now looking at it at the end of the week, I am so happy I didn't take it. And that's just because of how bad Sam Darnold is. There's nothing else to it. I saw Kyle Pitts look great. I don't care about Atlanta's offense. All I care about right now is that Sam Darnold is playing quarterback like he's seeing ghosts all over again. It's so and, and bad. He, he, I don't even think he's going to have – next week, you know, McCaffrey's scheduled to return from IR. That'll be the real test. If he comes back and keeps throwing up duds, he's going to get benched. P.J. Walker's coming in, and he's going to start. He's going to start some games. They're going to cut Sam Darnold at the end of this year. He's going to be a, a, a constant backup, a perpetual backup for the rest of his career. Uh, that being said, listen, 
I picked Matt and Ryan last week, and he decided that he would, I don't know, 28, 20, or 27, 21. Hey, let me just run around, swing the ball around in circles. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there is somebody behind me. Who cares? All of a sudden, five, six minutes left in the game. You give it to them, you give the Miami Dolphins the ball in about 40. All they have to do is go down, hit Mike Kosicki, hit uh, Miles Gaskin, just a couple of dump offs here. Of course, Matt Ryan's over on the side. Awesome. They scored too fast. All you got to do is throw up to your 6'6 freak of nature for 40 yards twice, and then you're in field goal range. And guess what? Yeah, we're just going to run the ball in the middle. Mm. What was the line again? Oh, minus two and a half. Awesome. 28 <laughs> to 27. Sweet. That's fine. We'll just win 30 to 28. Like, this is stupid. So stupid. Anyways, so point being, hate Sam Darnold, hate Matt Ryan. If I were to pick one in this game, it would probably be Atlanta, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the opposite boat. If I had to pick one, it would be Carolina. And do you know why? Why? I have no the idea. The only reason why is because Carolina's lost four straight, and Atlanta's won, like, two in a row. And I, don't, and I think that's just got to revert back to, you know, <laughs> tick back towards the main, so they'll, they'll just flop real quick. Um, all right, let's go on to the next one. We have the Patriots versus the Chargers. All right, so this is actually pretty interesting. When I put this document together... Uh, or our spread document together. Uh, Patriots were five and a half point underdogs in the last two days. That has moved to four point underdogs. No substantial injuries, in my opinion. So at five and a half, I liked it. At four, I'm staying away. Uh, but I don't know. Mac Jones is starting to look much better, and they just put a thrashing on the Jets. And I think uh, what that was just. Uh, hey, you know what? We're the Patriots. We're better than what people are giving us credit for. And I think it was a kind of mentality game for the whole team. Just get right in the right mindset. Like, hey, start acting like you guys are, you know, do the Patriot way. Start blowing people out. Start playing physical. Start smacking them. Otherwise, I'm going to have to play you the whole game and make you mean it. Otherwise, or I'll threaten you with, like, getting your cut or sprints or whatever. Belichick threatens me. Uh, but uh, for the Chargers... They just seem like a team that's going to play everyone close and be annoying about it. And <laughs> like, it seemed, like, like they beat the Chiefs, but that was a neck-and-neck neck game. Uh, I can't remember. The, uh, the next game was the Browns. And then that was, uh, they were down and they came back and won. Then they played the Ravens and they got humiliated. So if they win, I think it's close. If they lose, I think they just look bad because they lean into that fourth down, the fourth down theories, which, granted, they help you if you succeed, get closer to winning. However, the second you fail one, then you're giving your the other team 50 yards of field position because you didn't punt. So it's like, okay, instead of, you know, having any hope of coming back, if we lose, if, if we fail this fourth down, then you automatically win because you get a field goal, you go up 10, and there's not much time left. Yeah, see, I'm going to be honest with you here. I, uh, I, I like Matt Jones, and I like the Pats. I I would lean Chargers here. Okay. I, I think that's mostly because Herbert doesn't, surprisingly, does not turn the ball over with however, like, for how many passes he has. And Take out the Ravens. a little bit reckless passes, too. I'm not going to say full Mahomes reckless, but, like, he's got some, he's got some gunslinger in him. He does, but... Mahomes does finesse things. Herbert does 
power throwing of the football things, meaning Mahomes does things off his back foot. He's got more Aaron Rodgers than he does in him than Brett Favre than Robert does. Yeah, right, that, right. That, 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 that's the exact that, – that's the two comparisons, right? Rodgers and Favre. Truthfully, exactly. And, and truthfully, I would say Herbert's more like Favre, who just has an absolute rocket of an arm. He's mobile. And he doesn't do things like no-look passes and all this other garbage. Mahomes has an arm, and he throws it, but he does things because of his arrogance. Herbert doesn't have that from what I've seen. Herbert is a very humble, very good, very great teammate and very intelligent. So I think that is what is the kryptonite for a Belichick coach defense. Zach Wilson, okay, blitz him. He's an idiot. Just <laughs> blitz him, throw him, show him stuff that he didn't see at BYU versus Coastal Carolina. And then all of a sudden he craps his pants. Okay. Herbert saw Oregon. He so he saw. I think he saw. Was he at Ohio State? He might have played Ohio State. Like he, he's he's got some serious upside, and I think that these guys just throw the ball a billion times, and they don't. It's Baltimore. Haven't turned the ball. And take Chargers. All right, let's go on to the next game. Then we have Philadelphia versus Detroit. This isn't another sweet one. I was gonna say, yeah, we're we're at that point where it's you know we're we're scraping along bottom of the barrel, but we're legally obligated to do it. No, uh, but Philly versus Detroit. It's Detroit plus three and a half. Totals forty eight. This is just another one where it's like, I I I should lean Philly, right? And the logic is Philly has played better teams, better like closer or better. Uh, and then Detroit is just looks terrible besides the one game where they were like, it's our Super Bowl, we have to win, we're pulling out all the stops. And the problem is, Philly is only good in the fourth quarter when they're down by two touchdowns. They're not going to be in the fourth quarter down by two touchdowns this game. It's just not going to happen unless by some miracle Jalen Hurts is like, hey guys, I'm better in the fourth quarter when we're losing, so let's, you know, throw a couple pick sixes, let's get in that position so I can get going. Uh, but, I don't know. I want to say Philly, but I think if I had to bet it, it would be Detroit. Either way, I think I'd take the total under 48. I actually was going to say, I think the bet here is under 48. I think the under is 48. I just, I don't see either of these teams putting up any points. They just I, don't. It's just so embarrassing for Philly that they don't even move the ball or do anything anything until the fourth quarter like if you look at their i think i was looking at their stats through three quarters last week against the raiders and it was like galen hurts threw for 75 yards and they had like 120 yards of offense or something stupid then in the fourth quarter came and he ends with 200 plus throwing yards and rushes for like another 50 it's just it's annoying i'm sorry (laughs) yeah No, no Miles Sanders either. They're mad they don't use him because they're idiots. And Sirianni is just looking worse and worse and worse and worse and worse every week. But yeah, I have no interest in this game. I won't watch it. And I just, I have you been using Red Zone? Uh, did you use Red Zone last week? I did. I did. I was a slug. Nice. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's it's going to good use. It is going to good use. <laughs> All right. Basha hates it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even say I'll do it during commercials. <laughs> nope all right so let's go on to the next game no, another barn burner in this one jacksonville versus seattle 
You have Seattle minus three and a half, and the totals at forty four and a half. See these ga- these are the games: Carolina, Atlanta, Jacksonville uh, versus Seattle. Like these are games that I don't have any conviction on whatsoever. The teams suck. They're they're they bad. You know, Jacksonville's got. If I was leaning somewhere, it would be Jacksonville here. Geno is bad. Uh, you know, the Seahawks are banged up. On, even even questionable with Alex Collins, like. I would. I, I actually. I don't want to bet Urban either. So, so I'm just sitting here like, man, this sucks. But I would actually take probably end up taking Jacksonville in this game. So I was just gonna say the same thing. 100% the same logic. I think if the Jaguars were coached by someone not named Urban Meyer, I think they're money in this game. Actually, I don't like Geno Smith that much. And oh well, sorry. Let's restate that. I hate Geno Smith. Um, Thank you. Seattle played Monday night. I think Jacksonville was on a bye last week. So you get a big disparity in time off. But uh, I think after week three, we agreed that we would bet against Jacksonville every week because of what we saw. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I can't even try it. I don't think I don't even think we've ever taken either side in any of the games. No, 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 no. We we all went hard against uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. We all we are, we were all in on that. Yep, easy one. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I just think Jacksonville, like, if they can't win this game, they can't win, and that's just the bottom line. All right, let's go on then to we'll head up Monday Night Football, and we have the Giants versus the Chiefs. Chiefs minus ten, total fifty two and a half. If I had to pick a side, I'm going with the under in this one because the. The formula to beat the Chiefs is abundantly clear. Everyone does it, you know. You got your two high safeties. You force them to milk the clock and have a sustained drive. Now, most quarterbacks would love that, but I think Patrick Mahomes knows his defense and says, one, we can get more uh, from past experience, which he needs to get that out of his head. And he's, But t- uh, two, he's thinking, my defense is terrible. I need to make things happen. I can't take the risk of having a 10 play or a 12 play 60 yard drive and then settling for a field goal. Uh, so he's just being re- a li- little bit too reckless. Then th- on the other side, the giants uh, last week, can't rem- oh, they played Carolina and they looked, I want to say good. Cause they played Carolina. Don't say it. Don't say now, it. I'm not saying the word good, but I'm saying they looked like they could milk the clock enough that this game won't be high scoring. And that their defense yeah. can annoy the Chiefs enough that they just won't be it just won't be high scoring. So I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not going to say the word good anywhere. That didn't happen. I am saying their game plan for to beat the Chiefs is just going to slow things down, make everything be methodical. Run the ball. That, yep, and that that's exactly what Coach Clapp's going to do. He's going he's going to be standing there. There you go. First and ten, two yard carry. Do it again. Awesome. Let's set, line it up. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, but here's the thing. This is where I think I agree with everything that you're saying. And then I agree. And I hope you agree with me that at some point, like it may only be a one game spurt, but Kansas City's going to drop 50 on somebody. And you just don't know when it is or who it's going to be, but they're going to get mad. And Andy Reid is just going to be Andy Reid. He's going to start scheming up. And then Patrick Mahomes is going to say, hey, I'm still Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. All these guys, they have just, like, this should not be happening. And where 
all of those things and all of those risks that he's taking are going to click. And then all of a sudden you're going to drop a 50 burger. And then sure. Giants may end up with 30. Okay. But they're still going to put up 50. There's, there is no disputing the fact that there is almost nobody that can score points like they can at the potential to score points like they can. So I'm almost afraid to bet the Chiefs because I'm afraid that they're going to put up another number like last week. But you can't bet them the other way either because you have all pros everywhere on offense. So, yeah, I I, I can't bet this game. That's a really good point, though. The fact that what Mahomes is doing is, you know, in the statistics world called high-variance plays, right? You have extreme outcomes one way or the other. Well, if they're constantly hitting the negative side, just by chance, at some point, things are going to start breaking his way. And when they do, it's all go- it, it, it's just going to click. They're going to look like the Chiefs from last year or two years ago. They're gonna, and, and they'll have that game. That, that's a really good point, which is I don't have a bet listed in that game. If I did I one, it would, it, it would be the under. But that is just something good to keep in mind you know, for this week and future weeks. By the way... Um, I did a look ahead at next week's spreads early and I saw the Packers before Thursday night football were two and a half point dogs going to Kansas city. I have already bet that line because (laughs) I was like, if green Bay wins, that line is going to flip. Green Bay is going to be favored. I'm taking my points now, taking my chance at green Bay wins Thursday night. And of course my double down on betting Thursday night football and next week paid off. So We'll see. We'll hmm. see. We'll, we'll see if I get payouts from it twice. Interesting. Just, just wanted to brag about. As of right now, half of my risky gambles working. All right. So <laughs> next up, we have Miami versus Buffalo. All right. So it's Buffalo minus thirteen and a half, and the totals at forty nine and a half. All right. My thoughts on this game are simple. Buffalo has completely humiliated Miami in like the last four games they've played. Brian Flores is smart. But I'm pretty sure the reason they want Deshaun Watson is because of this game. Because every time <laughs> because every time he plays Buffalo, he's like, all right, my game plan is to try to keep up with them because my defense can't stop them no matter what I do. And then he looks and he's like, I have Tua. All right, well, let's just pack up. We'll, uh, we'll go on to next week. So I, I, think, I don't think this is close, but 13 and a half after what I saw from Miami last week where – their offense looked functional. Like, it didn't look yeah. as bad as I expected. Um, yeah. It looked like it had a higher ceiling. How about that? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm staying off of it. My angle would be Buffalo, though, if I had to pick one. Same. I, I, I would be on Buffalo, too. Um, you know, they, uh, in the same way that I think they're the opposite of the Chiefs, the Chiefs have more chunk risk plays but they are more likely to put up a bad game and because of they take so much risks the and then but they're they are less likely but still likely it's kind of weird here follow me follow me Phil. i got you i got they, you they'll put up a it, it, it's a, monster a game. it's okay. rel it's relative probabilities there you go yeah yeah <laughs> and so the Bills are more consistently going to put up those monster 30, 40 point games, hence what they've done this year on some good teams. And then I think there is one game or two games that someone like a Miami 
is going to make it close or the Bills will still win, but you're going to look at him and go, what's going on? Josh Allen's going to fumble. Josh Allen's going to throw a pick, something like that. I don't know which game that is, but I think it's coming. Right. And, and so same idea, except the opposite of the chiefs, chiefs are going to blow up. And I think the bills are going to have a crap game. And because of all of the analytics are saying their defense is the best, their offense is the best. They're going to lay an egg. I don't know what it is. I don't know when. I'll give that to you. One, their defense is not as good as whatever numbers say. I don't care. I've watched them play and they're just not, their talent level does not match the output. So one, that's why people need to work on building their models and understanding the output. Drives me crazy. Two, (laughs) uh, the Bills, I think, to your point about what they do is... um, they are more likely to be successful or to have a higher, they have a higher floor essentially than the chiefs because I think they have a deeper set of playmakers and their risky plays aren't Josh Allen completely. So he he has, he has has errant throws obviously because he's just not the most accurate quarterback, but his risky plays to me end up looking more like a 10, five yard, a five or a 10 yard run Um, more than it looks like I'm stumbling. I'm stumbling. I'm stumbling. There's a guy, chuck it. I feel like he, he has more he sense than that. Yeah. Mahomes, he improves. And Josh Allen has learned after the first three years of doing that, yeah. he, will throw, he will throw the ball away. Mahomes doesn't have that in his arsenal. He refuses to have that in his arsenal. Allen has that. And so that's why the floor is lower. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Mahomes this year, this year, past. Maybe, but. That's interesting. All right. I know Mahomes is missing that throwaway, and, like, the Aaron Rodgers did it for a little, too, when he, when, yeah. he, when he was hot, Aaron Rodgers, where it was, I can hit a 50-yard touchdown, so I'm going to try to do that every play. Now, yeah. the past two years, though, Mahomes has worked. If you were, if you were the coach for the Chiefs, would you want to try to rip that out of him? And try, no, and, try because... and, and try to get him to play within structure better and be like a Tom Brady? Or would you just say, this is what I get with my guy? You know, like, I love Mahomes. He's great, and he, he's going to make great things happen. But when they're not happening, this, this is what it looks like, and it sucks. But this is what you get with one of those guys. So I think Aaron Rodgers has put that in his game only because he's learned, not because somebody told him to. So I don't think you coach it out of someone. Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes is not stupid. I think he is trying to do too much. And the moment he sees his defense decide that they will give him a three and out, or they'll give him two or three three and outs, or a good game, even relative game, mm-hmm. he will decide to do that less. I don't think, I think Andy Reid has sort of said be, in, be, be Mahomes. Uh, you know, this would Tom be a good. Brady. This would be a good week for that then, just because uh, right, they're, they're, they're playing the Giants, and even though the Giants put up like twenty five last week, I don't think He's, they have a good offense. No, I think their offense is crap. Uh, <laughs> well, w- once they get our offensive line is crap, they get healthy with all of this talent around them. They have a ton of. They, okay. they have great receivers. I love their receiving core. Actually, great receivers. They've got a top five running back. I mean, the whole nine. But who can't stay healthy either? But back to the Mahomes thing, you don't sort of tame a stallion in that case or a wild horse or whatever you want to call it because you'll get a guy who will single-handedly win you games too. If you start saying, you put parameters out and you say, 
Pat, hey, we're up 10 here, okay? Just know that we're up 10 here. Mm-hmm. Take your time, whatever. I'm not going to tell you to run the ball 10 times. I'm going to tell you, here's where we are. Second and third and Cut it in half. Don't go for the home run. That's your parameters. Okay, great. If it's there, take your first look like you always would. But you just have subtle reminders of saying, hey, okay. we're up 10 here. You don't say, don't throw it deep to Tyreek Hill, even when he's wide open. Just just check it down to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you don't do that. Then you start having the guy who decides that he'll miss a Tyreek Hill wide open because he's looking at underneath routes. Yeah. Well, so. That was... Uh... I was a big fan of Brady Quinn for the Browns, and I think it just got. So I was a Brady Quinn fan in college, but um, I think you could see it. It happens in, but the extreme cases of these things happening is quarterbacks getting run out of the league because they develop bad tendencies. You have David Carr getting yeah. sacked, getting sacked too much, leaving uh, leaving the league. You have Tim Couch getting sacked too much, leaving the league. Then uh, Brady Quinn was my example of he just fell in love with the check down because he didn't have good receivers. He was under pressure all the time. He just wanted to get it out, avoid the hit, get a non-negative play. But uh, at some point, you do need those positive plays. You, well, here, you need those the chunks. Huh? You, you got, you got, like, here's the other thing, too. You've got like quarterback psyche is super fragile. They talk about it all the time. Okay, Patrick Mahomes is past that point in his career. Yeah. He's not going to get a broken psyche. He's a former MVP. He's a half-a-billion-dollar man. He doesn't, need, he doesn't need to lack confidence or anything like that. You put Zach Wilson in his shoes, he throws four picks, three picks, yeah. whatever. That dude is going to be checking down like no other, okay? Mahomes isn't going to do that. So you have to remind him that the check down is there. I got Zach you. Wilson, okay. you, ha- you have to remind, hey, that's a 15-yard pass. You can do that now. You can Remember in college, you could throw a crosser. You're allowed to do that. Zach Wilson is going to get – he's fragile already. He just has this crazy arm talent that he just is like, let it rip, baby. And he just isn't smart. <laughs> but he, right. I, I do worry about his psyche. Yeah, All right. that's, that's why I was asking if, if you would want to kind of try to tame the beast even a little and, and take back in some of those risks. Subtle but, uh, reminders, yeah. but not like, hey, don't do that. The, the opposite uh, direction, a uh, good example, is Derek Carr this year. Year, yeah. For years, check down, check down, check down, scared to take a deep shot. Uh, then last year, he, he started to hit him. He had that connection with Nelson Aguilar. They get him some they get him some deep speed. And now you see him, you know, being a little bit more aggressive, probably getting a little coached up like, hey, we got the guys to do this. You know, throw that 50-50 ball to Darren Waller. Throw that 50-50 ball, Henry Ruggs. So just interesting to see, you know, like you said, quarterback psyche. Did it can you, make a huge you, difference. Did, did you bet the Raiders last week? Uh, sorry. That's all the did time I? we have. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I did. All right. I just wanted to make sure. All, all I know is that the game I had marked was Miami because I said Miami would cover. I didn't bet it. Okay. However, I, I did that. bet the Eagles and, and they, uh, they played the Raiders. That uh, didn't end well yeah. for me. Even though I sent a text at 7 nothing, like, oh, man, look at that. Raider, Great Raiders start. Plus three. Raiders plus three and they won by 11. I'll take that. Yeah. Did I think the, did the Eagles have the ball like with the chance to score to uh, get it to be Sound a push? Late. Yep, and yeah. Jalen Hurts, come on, fourth time, fourth quarter star, blew it. Yeah. All right, so that actually gets us through all the games. Uh, any last words, Connor? And it like don't tame, d- don't tame the beast. <laughs> let the beast roam. 
you know, I think we're just going to mess around. What about, what do I have six on there on the board right now? I think, yeah, I think you and I are actually both up to six. Uh, someone, someone's already at one and zero for the week. Don't want to brag. <laughs> yeah. Um, this week, okay, yeah. So I'm just gonna. You want know, to do it when both of us can do that, okay, Phil? <laughs> so, I'll say, uh, yeah. I think uh, I feel re- I feel really good about my picks this week. Yeah, so, I'm I'm liking this week. Like I said, uh, foreshadowing my pick of the Packers next week, and I, I actually even I have an, I have another one too sitting out there next mm, week. It's the uh, Cardinal mm. Cardinals versus uh, San Fran. I got the Cardinals. I think minus three. Um, yeah. We're in San Francisco. Why? Why do people love Kyle Shanahan? Anyways, sorry. We'll move on. Phenomenal questions. We, we'll do, uh, we should do some ranting episodes at some point. That, the off-season yeah. stuff. That's perfect. You know, yeah. once, yeah. A month, once a month we pop on, we chat. We're just like hot takes on people that, or it's just hot takes. R- roll <laughs> them it. off. Yell about things that made us angry throughout the year. Like, you know, yeah. Sam Darnold. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe. Share with your friends. Tell everyone you know in the world. Leave comments. We appreciate all the feedback.